The Justin Robert Young program brought to you as always by everybody who supports us at payjurydaily.com. Gentlemen, this is Justin Robert Young doing the Justin Robert Young show for you. Hey, was talking to my co-host on Night Attack, Brian Brushwood, yesterday. He unfortunately got really sick before the show, but he gutted it out. Very happy about that. That was my last Night Attack before I head off on vacation, and he asked me, "Hey." You feeling good about going on vacation? Is it starting to set in? Are you getting into vacation mode? And I said, no, I'm really not. I don't know why. You guys have this where where it's like I assume like right now, all I'm thinking about are all the things that I need to do before I go on vacation. I'm like buying shorts. I bought another set of jeans. By the way, I had this experience. I've never had this experience uh, before. I assume ladies have probably had this experience a lot more than I have, or or men have in general. That uh, I ordered some shit, some clothes online, and and it fit. <laughs> I was very happy with myself because I never know what size pants I am, uh, and I just kind of guessed because I wanted to just order it on my phone, and I got some shorts, and holy shit, the shorts fit. I was super pumped about that. But these are the kind of things that I'm thinking of before I leave. I'm thinking of all the things I need to do. I'm thinking of all the people I need to talk to. I think I'm thinking of the, the, I need to leave the podcast in good hands. I don't want to you know, leave people in a lurch. So I guess I'll, I, I hope I'll relax when I'm when I'm leaving. When I'm there, maybe on the flight. I guess. I don't know. Oh, 3034 is my is my my jean size. 30 waist, 34 long. Oh. I don't know. It's just anxiety. Some anxiety. But here's something that I'm happy about. Well, I'm not happy about. In fact, this is this is adding to my anxiety. Look at this. Apparently, you're the man now, dog. An internet treasure. Something that we should all understand is great. Has shut down after 18 years of operation. RIP to one of the most important sites in the the history of the internet's culture. And there it is. You're the man now, dog, is down. It says that it's down for database maintenance, but according to the rumor mill, it ain't never coming back. Uh, uh, folks, uh, I guess people might not have, might not known that you're the man now, dog, is what YTMND stood for. 
It's taken from the Finding Forrester clip where Sean Connery says to his young African-American charge, you're the man now, dog. I'm I'm saying this. This might be how old I'm getting, right? This might be how old I'm getting, but but I'm saying we we have to nationalize you're the man now, dog. You have you have to nationalize it. You have to nationalize new grounds. Like I know, in general, I'm, I'm I'm for a more limited government, but but for this, what I'm saying right now is we need to make sure that our internet history is preserved. Congress needs to go in and make sure that every single page, every HTML uh, file is uploaded and preserved for the rest of history. Because if this goes away, if this is allowed to sip into the sands of time, okay. And meanwhile, the fucking Library of Congress is out here paying some intern to dust off an old reel-to-reel of howdy fucking duty. I'll be upset. I know it's in the Internet Archives. Not enough. We need to be backing it up in Congress. Back it up, back it up, back it up, back it up. And in fact, get the Gregory Brothers, too. Anything I cared about online needs to be preserved forever and Congress needs to pay for it. That's my one issue voting record for the 2020 election. Who's going to preserve my internet shit bag childhood? Huh? Is it you, Biden? Is it you, Trump? We need to get on this. And in the meanwhile, while we wait, I'm going to remind you guys one more time that we are... I'm on vacation for the next two weeks, but this show is not. We are being taken over by my brother and his wife, Carolyn. The Young Family Podcast is going to be doing this show. We've already gotten a few emails, and uh, I, I definitely want some more. So, specifically, if you want either advice or you want to offer advice to parents with two children under three or... You want to know what it's like to be young parents? You want to know uh, uh, what it's like to grow up with me or to marry into my family? These are the questions that you need to ask. For If there's ever an embarrassing story that I have not already minted for cash on the internet, then Eric and or Carolyn will know about it. So uh, go ahead and send in your emails, jurydaily at gmail.com. We are a sucker for dumb lists, man. People make these dumbass lists and then they ask us to talk about them. And, you know, every once in a while I, I, I draw a line in the sand and I'm like, you know, we're not going to do it. I'm not going to fall for this. It's literally just made so people will argue. But here I am yet again falling victim to some dumbass list that's just trolling me so here we go the top 50 sexiest accents in the united states ranked 
This is according to a sample survey. I can't uh, I can't find exactly who did it, but you want to know what? I, I don't care. Uh, at, at the top 50, the, the least sexy of the accents, according to this survey, is the Long Island accent. Then New Jersey. Very, very similar. 48th is Minnesotan. The 46th is the California Valley, which is, I guess, the Valley Girl accent. Although, I don't know. Like, this is so stupid. It's just, it's just, it's just so stupid. I mean, like, number one, all these ones that are that are down low, the Floridian accent, which I guess I would have. I mean, if I if I was essentially raised in Florida, then I would have a Floridian accent. Not including the sexy twang of Miami, the Florida accent is a baffling mix of Midwest, Northeast, and a hint of Southern. A sandwich is a sandwich, and the people have spoken. It's nowhere near the top 10. I've never called it a goddamn sandwich in my life. A sandwich was, was more New Jersey or New York. Let's go ahead to the middle here. The San Francisco accent is 34th. Atlanta accent is 34, uh, 31st, which uh, is racist. Here we go. This is our our 25th. The, 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 the Meridian line here is New Orleans. New Orleans English or Yat. The name comes from Where Yat, which is shortened to New Orleans as Where Yat. It's not to be confused with Cajun, which our readers considered way sexier. Get out of here. Baltimore. Balmer. Are you kidding me? Balmer is is the 18th sexiest accent. The 18th sexiest accent. Baltimore residents will commonly uh, pronounce mirror as mirror. And water as water. A key feature of the Baltimore accent is identified by the sound change called fronting back vowels, which is where a goose sounds more like geese. Try telling that to Dundalk, bitch. Alabama comes in 17th. But let's go ahead and... uh, Get into this. Uh, 13th is Miami, a relatively new young accent. The Miami accent has the same sexy rhythm as Spanish with Cuban loan words thrown in for good measure. The word salmon is pronounced with an S. Long may it last. And then 12th is Chicano, the dialect of many Mexican-Americans from Texas to California. Chicano is so much more than just a Spanish accent, most common in East L.A. Chicano English uses Spanish words mixed into English language with the same sexy lilt. This is not even an accent. Oye, vato. Uh, Californian is 10th. 9th is St. Louis. I don't know if I have ever heard... And said, oh, that's definitely a St. Louis accent. Eighth is Philadelphia. Seventh is Hawaiian. Sixth is Mississippi. Fifth, Chicago. Fourth, Mainer. Mainer. Get the hell 
out of my face. This is an invalid, invalid list. Third is New York. A New York accent is probably the most recognizable dialects in all of America, thanks to many famous movies. New York City speakers have long vowels and short A's, fast, hypernasal, yet charming. Boston is number two. Boston is number two. That's patently ridiculous. One of the most annoying accents of all time. Number two. And number one, Texan. Who can resist a slow Texan drawl? Not us and not our community, clearly. The typical Texan accent is a southern accent with a twist with strong R's and plenty of howdies. America's sexiest accent, we'd have to agree. This is gross and disgusting. Like, I don't know who, uh, number one, clearly racially coded. Clearly racially coded. And who on earth, I mean, like, is this website based in Boston? I can't imagine anybody. There's nobody that I know, at least Texans and Southerners, will wear their accent as a point of pride. Like, they'll go, I've heard Texans, I've heard people from the South in New York City, and and they're going to proudly display their accent. They're going to live in their accent. I don't know if I've known anybody that grew up in the Massachusetts area that had a thick-ass accent that didn't immediately try to scrub it when they left Boston. Now, people in Boston love it, but people outside of Boston... My mom used to have a thick New York accent. She worked diligently to try and make sure that she did not have an accent when she moved out of New York. Disgusting. Gross. Awful. Unconscionable. We got to get to emails. You can email the show at jurydaily at gmail.com. Remember, get your emails in for the Young Family Podcast takeover over the next two weeks. Ninja Steve writes, Ninja Steve here. I'm down with the highway burger delivery. The Air Force has been doing this for years in the sky. They call it aerial refueling. I mean, they use a a JP-8 jet fuel instead of hamburgers. And I'm sure that we could adapt the technology. Just uh, just a stick flying a boom, a.k.a. a donkey dick, on the back of a food truck. Get together a three-person team, a driver, a cook, and a boom operator. The driver moves the truck into position ahead of the target vehicle. Meanwhile, the cook fries up a tasty burger, wraps it, packs it in a sack. The cook then hands it off to the boom operator who slides it down the chute and maneuvers the boom to target the, the vehicle's open and waiting window. He presses a button, the boom... And boom, Tasty Burger is delivered. We have the tech. We can do this. I'm so excited that you wrote in, Ninja Steve, because I was thinking about this more last night, and I am almost positive that my desire to have this when I was a kid is directly tied to me playing the Top Gun video game, wherein you have to do a midair refueling. That's like one of the little levels in it. 
and I am positive that this was connected to it. Sean writes, I choose to believe this is what happened on Game of Thrones last week. And he linked to a Deadspin article that can basically uh, basically be boiled down to this. Rhaegal, the second of Daenerys' dragons, does not die in episode four at the hands of Euron Greyjoy's scorpions, but rather dies in episode five, that both Jon and Danny are flying their dragons. They are eliminating everything that is, uh, you know, the surrounding King's Landing. They then land with uh, an eye toward the Red Keep. The bells are ringing. The surrender is on. And just at that point, there is one final heretofore unseen scorpion who shoots Rhaegal in the eye. This is a million to one shot. It kills Rhaegal dead. And that is what sends uh, Daenerys Targaryen into a rage and making her a war criminal. I have to disagree because I've seen this uh, versions of this theory around over the last few days and I actually don't like it as much as what they did. Like we should feel betrayed by Daenerys because we have been with her. Sure, we've ignored the signs because we like her, but her being her should feel like a betrayal to us. The difference is, is that we live in this weird world where we feel betrayed. And so we blame the writers and not the character. So I kind of feel like, look, they got halfway there, but you know, it is a weird phenomenon when we love so much of a story. And then we tell the writers back off. You're not doing it right. All right. That wraps it up here for today. I want to thank our producers, the Gen PD Rave, non-specific rock and roll Martian Joe Acosta, well, James the OG Brito, well, and Chris. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat at Justin R. Young. Please join our Discord at bit.ly slash jury discord. I don't know whether or not I should be thanking Jedi KV for being the one who gave us the top 50 sexiest accents in the USA. Garbage. Nonsense. Ugh. That about wraps it up. Uh, wraps it up for us today. Until next time, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky, but more importantly, please don't Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>